At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Rob Longo. Hi, friends, and welcome to today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast, the official podcast of the Charlotte Hornets, brought to you by Senta. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates are the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Hornets. Rob Longo with you today following Charlotte's resounding 119-98 win in Cleveland last night as the Hornets get the month of March started off on the right foot with a rather convincing victory. We'll recap this one, break it down for you, and also talk about the newest addition to the Hornets roster and Isaiah Thomas, who made an instant impact last night in Cleveland as well. And helping me with all of these topics on today's edition of the HHC is the coordinator of social media here with the Hornets, Wes Robinson. Wes, pleasure to be talking to you as always. As always, it's a great time to talk to you, Rob, but it's even better when we can pick up a victory and have something to look forward to. It's always exciting to have a conversation when, when we're in the win column, so it feels good. I'm ready to talk some Hornets basketball. Yeah, it always makes it a little bit sweeter when you're able to pick up a win, especially after the way that the last time that the Hornets faced Cleveland here at Spectrum Center. Of course, we won't relive all of that drama, so let's go ahead and get a recap into this one. The Hornets went into this one, of course, you know, with that two-game skid after a couple of disappointing losses, but it didn't feel like this game was out of reach early. It felt just really bizarre. I said to Sam Farber on the broadcast last night that this first quarter was just really weird. LaMelo Ball picked up his second foul at the 734 mark. Cleveland led this one by one or two points. The Hornets led it by one or two points. Charlotte looked really good offensively, and that included a couple of three-pointers early from Kelly Oubre. Miles Bridges to his right behind the back pass. Wide open look for Oubre, and his three rips the net cord. Kelly Oubre Jr., Drilling another Lowe's three-point shot, and the Hornets have their largest lead of the day. They're up by five. Both teams ended up going nine deep in the first quarter, and it was because of kind of two opposite reasons. Cleveland is usually a, a team that has a little bit more depth. The Hornets, this one was a little bit out of necessity. Cody Martin picked up his second foul at the 223 mark of the first quarter. LaMelo Ball picked up his third foul just under two minutes to go in the first quarter. That forced the Hornets to go to the bench, and Isaiah Thomas got his first action on his 10-day contract. Kelly Oubre finishes the first quarter with 14 points. He was in fuego, 5 of 5 from the field, 4 for 4 from beyond the arc. Charlotte led it 38-31. 
31 after the first quarter. Then we go to the second frame and things started to slip away a little bit. The Hornets only led it by three early on because Cleveland had an 8-0 run. Charlotte had to call a timeout to get things reset a little bit, but then Cleveland had to counter with a timeout of its own because of an 8-0 run thanks to Terry Rozier who ended up with 16 points in the first half. Momentum is wearing wine and gold. Charlotte still leading by one. Rogier drives. Rogier up in traffic. The lane. Yes, on the reverse, plus the foul. Flex on him, Terry Rogier. The Hornets closed the first half on a 20-6 run over the final six minutes of the quarter. Cleveland shot just 2-13 of in that first half as well. Then we go to the third quarter, and things started to get kind of a little bit sideways. LaMelo Ball picked up his fourth foul around the 9-17 mark, but that didn't really deter the Hornets, who were still firing on all cylinders. Down to the block, Evan Mobley rises, the floater, no good, rebound in traffic, Terry Rozier. He's 6'1", two seven-footers sandwiching him, he claims the board. Now Miles Bridges calls baseline and throws down what is unequivocally the dunk of the night. And I know we got a lot of nominees, but he just caught a body. I don't know if that was a tipping point or not. I would like to think in my own mind that it did because just a few seconds later, J.B. Bickerstaff, the head coach for Cleveland, got hit with a double technical for arguing a foul call. That was when it was 72-55 to in favor of the Hornets. Charlotte was able to roll in that third quarter, extend the lead a little bit more to 16 points. It was a 15-point halftime lead despite 24 points from Darius Garland there through three quarters of play. Then we go to the fourth quarter. Charlotte was still on the run. Cleveland tried to make a run at it a little bit early on with a 9-0 run. The Hornets called a timeout, reset a little bit, and by the four-minute mark of the fourth quarter, Cleveland was starting to wave the white flag and pull in the reserves as Charlotte was able to win every quarter in the game last night. 38 points in the first frame, 26 in the second, outscoring Cleveland 26-18 to in that second quarter. Charlotte put up 32 points in the third frame and put up 23 in the fourth as well in route to a 119-98 to victory. Wes, there was a lot that stood out to me in this one, but I want to get your general thoughts overall before we really get into the nitty-gritty of it about what stood out to you. Yeah, it felt like it felt like we just got back to playing Hornets basketball. I mean, we pretty much did everything right on both ends of the court. We were able to win each quarter and basically play well, um, shooting shooting well from the outside as well, making 17 threes. And I don't know statistically on my hand right now, but we're shooting the ball that well above 44 percent. I think we're on the right end of being able to pull uh, great wins out. I think everyone contributed well. We had six players in double figures. We moved the ball well. It's and. One thing that stood out to me the most that Miles Bridges brought and um, said to Ashley in this halftime interview was that we're not going to sit back and wait for teams to come and punch us in the mouth uh, like like what's been happening over recent games. We're going to be the ones to stand tall and we're going to go at them first. And rightfully so. I mean, they had the best quarter in the first, scoring 38 points, coming out the gate, just firing from all cylinders. A lot of that had to do from a high Kelly Oubre who found his shot early. And the great thing is that when you see Kelly getting his shot off, and you know it's going to be a great day because you know that once he's able to create a spark off the bench, it starts it starts to open up new opportunities for everyone else. Now Lamelo got in some foul trouble, but it was great to see that we had a guy, a much veteran point guard who knows how to play in these situations, bringing Isaiah Thomas off the bench to be able to keep the flow of the offense going. And of course, Terry Rozier himself, he just loves playing in Ohio. There's just something about that court that's very special to him that he's able to uh, feel comfortable in making those shots and in, in Cleveland for sure. Yeah, there's a couple of things I want to touch on there that you touched on as well there, Wes. And the biggest thing for me was the rebounding. Through three quarters, Cleveland had one offensive rebound. 
Cleveland starts three seven-footers. So the fact that not only the Hornets were able to limit anybody to one offensive rebound through three quarters, but a starting lineup that Cleveland puts out there that has three seven-footers is just absolutely remarkable. The Cavs end up finishing with four offensive rebounds. Again, a couple of those came a little bit later, but just remarkable stuff. It is a season low, by the way, for Cleveland for offensive boards. JB talked about it after the game. He said that the rebounding was the main reason why this game looked the way it was because the Hornets were able to shut down Cleveland offensively due to one-and-done opportunities. The rebounding overall, you know, they had basically they had two offensive rebounds all night. They got, I think, two late, but in general, the rebounding was big tonight. The physicality, the paint, and then the ball movement. You know, a group that just played together, shared the ball, moved the ball, played for one another, and just competed their tail off. I mean, to give you one stat, it'd be the, the, the rebounding there and the assists, 32 assists as well. I didn't even notice the 32 assists until JB mentioned that in his postgame press conference. But yeah, Hornets did a great job sharing the basketball. That's 32 assists off 43 made baskets. Hornets did a really good job shooting 50% from the field last night as well. Terry Rozier had a really good homecoming, of course, like he always does in Cleveland. Goes for a team-high 29 points. Darius Garland had 33 on the other side, who was in question to even play this game. He was a game-time decision, and he goes out and drops a game-high 33 points. Again, Wes, the offensive rebounding is the biggest thing for me, the limit that for the Hornets at least. On the other side though, Charlotte was able to pull down nine offensive boards of their own and it led to 11 second chance points. So I know that wasn't really what was the reason why the Hornets won or lost this game, but it's really good to see the Hornets turn that corner though, because the rebounding in general, the last couple of games has just simply not been good. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, physicality and being able to share the basketball, I mean, that's pretty much our meat and potatoes of how we like to win basketball games. And you'll hear Coach Borrego put a lot of emphasis on that in recent games that we're not being physical we're not winning those battles of, of being able to crash the glass I mean a lot of that kind of tainted us a lot against Miami and even the last time that we played Cleveland I mean it was such a, a nail biter at the end but it was as a result it was a missed opportunity where they got the ball back and Kevin Love got to the free throw line so it's like basically James Borrego knew coming into this game that we're going to have to be able to attack these guys do the right things to pretty much not only play well on the defensive end but make sure that we're securing the basketball and make sure that, you know, we're finding good looks for everyone in so many different ways. And I think we're starting to feel a gel of mixing in Montrez Harrell and where he comes in at. When Plumlee comes out and we're running our offense and then Harrell comes in, he bring, and, and Ubre, those guys come in and they provide a lot of uh, length on the wing. And Montrez just kind of just be Trez all day and just pretty much can be physical around the room. I mean, that's pretty much his kind of game. And he's, he's starting to fit right in well with this offense for sure. Hornets win it in Cleveland last night, 119-98. Team split the regular season series two games apiece, and ironically enough, both teams won on the opposing team's floor. Charlotte won the two games in Cleveland. Cleveland won the two games here in the Queen City, but either way, it ends up being a wash for what it's worth. Charlotte improves to 31-33 and on the regular season. We still got plenty to talk about in this one. We have our top performers on the way next on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta. Cataracts made it hard to see clearly. Even movies were blurry, so I went to Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. Now movies are as clear and sharp as they once were. The doctors at Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates offer cataract surgery using the newest technology and lenses with short recovery times. See like you once did. Schedule your appointment today at ceenta.com slash appointments. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. They just make sense. 
Rob Longo and Wes Robinson, coordinator of social media here on a winning edition of the HHC Hornets. Big winners in Cleveland last night, 119-98. Wes, as the guest of honor, I always let the guests, of course, go first with their top performers. I think one stands out a little bit more than the most, but I'll go ahead and lead it to you. Yeah, I'm going with the hometown Ohio kid who loves playing on that floor, Terry Rozier, with 29 points, 7 rebounds, 7 assists, 2 steals, and he even added in a block. <laughs> so pretty much he's used you could say he was still in the stat sheet and was also a plus 24 last night. I mean, you could just see everything was just clicking for Terry. He just – and he said that after the game. It's just He grew up in Ohio coming to Cleveland games, so there's something special about being able to come home. He said Boston and Cleveland are two places that he just want to hurry up and get the game over with because he has so many eyes on him, so many fans that, that still cheer him on in both places, even though he's not from Boston, but he started his career there. And he just uh, – there's a lot of butterflies into going into those games, but he also – it's not one that's nervous. It's just one that he's ready to just get going and have a great game and then be able to go back home and uh, and continue to win. But he, he also said that the biggest thing was that we really needed this dub after coming off a tough loss at home and also against Milwaukee. So it's going to put us right in the right direction and kick off March the right way. And it was just great to see Terry beat Terry again. Thor, back to the corner for Rogier. One-on-one with Allen, jab step. He'll fire off the three. Yes, sir. Rip the net cord. Terry Rozier, yet another Lowe's drilling three-point shot. Rozier now into double figures with 11. And the Hornets lead by nine. Timeout Cleveland. Definitely can't go wrong with the hometown guy, Terry Rozier, with a team-high 29 points last night. You mentioned the rebounding. You mentioned the assists. He's been putting up some pretty crazy numbers over the last couple of weeks despite the record not looking the best for the Hornets. He's really blossomed into this player that people thought he was going to be in Boston. And, of course, we saw spurts of it last year, but it was mostly on the scoring side. But this year it's a little bit of everything. It's the scoring. It's the rebounding. It's the passing. It's the leadership above all else, really, after getting that big contract extension. So, Terry Terry Rozier, you can't go wrong with the Youngstown native. You know, only a little bit over an hour drive up to Cleveland. Went to high school in the Cleveland area. And, of course, he had to talk about it last night and what it meant to him playing in the land. You know, I'm with my people. I get to see my kids uh, just relax. So, when I'm out here, I mean, I grew up around here. Came to a lot of games when I was young. So, it means a lot for me to be successful in in this building and see my people when I look over to the sideline and see them right there in attendance. And most importantly, us getting the win. That's, that's the most important thing to me. Terry's all about winning, so that certainly makes sense. For me, there's a couple of guys I could go with for my top performer, but I'm going to go with Kelly Oubre. Thomas out near the logo, dribbles to his left, fires to Oubre. He'll rip off the three, and it's good again. Watch out, Kelly Oubre Jr. can catch fire, and he has early. Four for four beyond the arc horn. It's leading by eight. Like I mentioned, Kelly had 14 points. He finishes with 19, so the bulk of his workload came in that first quarter. But with all of the things that happened there in that first frame, Wes, I think Kelly Oubre was the steadying paddle to row the boat forward just because of all of the foul trouble that guys like Cody Martin and LaMelo Ball had. It would have been really easy for the Hornets to kind of not quite fold over, but really struggle in that first quarter without LaMelo Ball being out there on the floor. Cody Martin, again, he's been battling through some injuries. I think he was like a plus 18 at halftime or something crazy like that. But at any rate, Kelly Oubre is my top performer just because he was able to get the Hornets going early in that first frame. Yeah, I talked about the uh, the best part uh, of this game was winning, coming out the gate and, and pretty much punching Cleveland in the mouth. And a lot of that had to do uh, with Kelly Oubre. Like you said, going into the situation where LaMelo had to check out of the game, we were in that desperate need of having found finding some kind of spark on the offensive end. And Kelly Oubre, I know he's been struggling a little bit to try to find his shot, but 
I mean, when he, he came in at the right time and provided a huge spark for this offense. And I think it's always great to see Kelly feel comfortable shooting from the outside. I mean, he's one guy that's not afraid to shoot, and he's not afraid to keep shooting to get himself into a rhythm. He's not afraid of these big moments. So I love that he, he just stays the course, and he's just going to continue to – if he has a good look, he's going to take it. If not, he's going to find new ways to create opportunities for everyone else. I mean, he did – dish out five dimes, so he only had one turnover, so he protected the ball pretty well. And then he helps on the defensive end as well. You know, I talked about how much of an impact he can have with his size and length to be able to work on both ends of the floor. So Kelly Oubre can do it all for the second unit, and he was a huge spark plug for us to be able to carry this win in. And Terry Rozier and everybody else just brought it home. By the time you get to this season, everybody's a little bit beat up. There's some bumps, there's some bruises, some, some nagging injuries in there. Kelly Oubre was no exception to that. The All-Star break served him pretty well. Since coming back from that eight days of rest, the game against Toronto, 23-point performance. Against Detroit, he drops 15. In Milwaukee, he goes for 17. I know those are individual numbers, and the winning and the losing results aren't what you wanted, but he's starting to perform better. And after the game, he talked about, well, sometimes all you need is just a little bit of clarity to get your mind right. I mean, self-explanatory, some time off. You know, I was able to sit by the beach, meditate, and, uh, you know, come back with a clear mind and, you know, just stay locked in. Um, you know, this game is pretty much all about ebbs and flows, man. And, you know, the end of that first half of the season was, you know, a good ebb for us to learn from, but now it's time to flow. It takes a lot for me to be surprised, and I guess anything that Tsunami Poppy says is not surprising, so that's not really a surprising answer that he gave there. But, Wes, it's just been really good to see him get really back into the flow of things. Not really a pun intended, I guess, but he just said ebbs and flows so many times that it's ingrained in my brain now. But really good to see Kelly get back right on track here, as the Hornets really need him coming down the stretch here. Absolutely. Uh, I, I think I've always said coming into this season that Kelly Uber was going to play a huge part. I don't know if he is a candidate. I mean, I, I, will, I will vote him in as six man of the year as he continues to stay in. But if he doesn't even get the six man of the year award, I heard Eric Collins spoke tonight. Um, if Kelly Uber stays at 16.3 points a game, uh, he would tie Del Curry for the most points coming off the bench in a single season. So that's something that's already exceeding a lot of expectations that we've had over the years in Charlotte. He's a starter caliber player, but we like him in the second unit to be able to create those kind of situations where if we are going through somewhat of a cotton offense and we can't really find uh, shots with the first unit, when we pull those guys out, or there a situation tonight where LaMelo Ball had foul trouble, this is where Kelly Oubre can really thrive at. And sometimes you'll see that when Kelly's on, James Borrego is a man who likes to ride the hot hand. And Kelly will sometimes stay in the game, you know, and play 35 minutes if he has to keep going. I mean, we've seen uh, many games this season where he can, shoot, you know, go off for seven threes a game, you know. So it's good to see Kelly, you know, took the time to relax himself at the right time during the uh, All-Star break and coming in with a fresh mind because this is the right time that we really need to go into a heavy push. And a lot of these games in March, are going to be on our home side. So the fact that we're picking up road wins, we just got to carry that momentum over to our home games to be able to make this playoff push. Kelly finishes with 19 points last night. He's my top performer. Of course, Terry Rozier, your leading point getter for the Hornets. 29 points for him. Miles Bridges finishes with 15. P.J. Washington had 12 as well. And Montrez Harrell had 11 points. And Isaiah Thomas in double figures, making his Hornets debut with 10 points. We'll talk about him next. The latest addition to the Hornets right here on the Hornets Hivecast. Hornets fans, it's time to get some new gear. The best selection of new and classic Hornets apparel is at the Hornets Fan Shop, now with new extended hours. 
Stop by Spectrum Center Wednesday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. to pick up the latest in jerseys, Jordans, and more. Or you can shop from the comfort of your own home 24-7 with just a click of a button at HornetsFanshop.com. An easy trip on the light rail, you'll be sure to find something for everyone at the Hornets Fan Shop. Montrez Harrell gives to Thomas. Isaiah Thomas pulls up for the wing three. That's good. Isaiah Thomas, welcome to Team Teal. Isaiah Thomas making his presence felt early and often in last night's 119-98 win for the Hornets in Cleveland. Rob Longo and the coordinator of social media, Wes Robinson, with you here on today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast presented to you by Senta. And Wes, in case you missed it for anybody out there, Isaiah Thomas signing a 10-day contract with the Hornets effective as of yesterday. So that puts him in the driver's seat all the way up until March 12th, which when you take a look at how the schedule breaks out, that would be good for four games. That would be good for, of course, San Antonio coming up, a back-to-back against Brooklyn and Boston, and then a game against New Orleans as well. And of course, the Hornets can extend that 10-day contract. They do have that open roster spot, which was a trickle-down effect from the deal that brought Montrez Harrell from Washington, considering that the Hornets traded Vernon Carey and Ish Smith that freed up a roster spot to allow for a signing like this towards the end of the season. Of course, Isaiah Thomas has had a little bit of a long winding journey over the last couple of seasons. He did sign a couple of 10-day contracts earlier this year with a couple of teams. Nothing really stuck. He did have some really outstanding performances in the G League earlier this year. He dropped 41 points a couple of times. Just really remarkable stuff. So he still has it. It's just he hasn't really been able to latch onto a team so far. And of course with the Hornets trading away Ish Smith and James Booknight being on the shelf for the last couple of games being injured with that sore neck, it kind of opened up the door for somebody like a veteran point guard to come back. Kind of like what the Hornets were able to do last season trading for Brad Wanamaker from Golden State, which really didn't amount to anything. It was a top, I don't even really remember off the top of my head. It was a heavily protected second-round pick that never even transferred over, I believe. So, you know, the Hornets pretty much just got a free player for some extra depth, some extra veteran presence. And before the game even started yesterday, after shoot-around, Isaiah Thomas talked about his expectations coming into this new team with only a 10-day contract in hand. I mean, I'm not sure. I just got here. I just met the guys this morning. We just had shoot around. So, you know, I I have no expectations. My expectation is just to make a positive impact on the organization, you know, whether I play or whether I don't. And I've I've been able to make positive impacts on organizations if I'm in the game or if I'm not. So it really doesn't matter if I play or not. I'm here to be a positive influence to these guys and, and hopefully, you know, turn the ship around a little bit. But if my name is called... You know, I've been preparing for these moments, so I'm, I'm more than prepared and more than ready to take advantage. That certainly held true last night, Wes. I think he wasn't really planned to be pressed into action quite right away, but because LaMelo Ball picked up his third foul so early and then he picked up his fourth foul early on in the third quarter and the way that the game shook out, JB just decided to ride the hot hand and Isaiah Thomas stayed out there a little bit. He was able to be pressed into action, did pretty well, 14 points. Three-point shooting wasn't the greatest, but he finishes with 10 points out there, five rebounds, three assists. He also had two steals as as well as an undersized point guard out there. And I think he really showed why he's this veteran presence that the Hornets could use coming down the stretch here. Yeah, I love Isaiah Thomas, and I've been following his career, you know, since he came into the league at Sacramento. And he's just always had something to prove. Um, and I, he's, he, he's always been like kind of this underdog player where he just really had to fight through so many different obstacles and prove himself. And I love the way he commented on his uh, presser today saying that playing or not was not a big factor for him. You know, it, he wasn't coming in to kind of run the show. He wasn't coming in to take over or he really had anything to prove. He said pretty much he just wanted to impact the team and possibly turn the ship around. Whether that's, you know, yelling on the sideline. We've seen a lot of that last night of him just kind of calling out defensive sets 
cheering the guys on. I mean, sometimes he was out there, you know, at timeouts, he was the first one going out to give everybody a high five, trying to just create a spark for a guy who's only met these guys in, in what? Yeah, it hasn't even been 24 hours yet. You know, just met the guys this morning and coming in to kind of have that kind of impact. And then he gets his number called. He said he's prepared for these moments. And, I mean, rightfully so, we've seen him drop 41 in three games with Grand Rapids, and one of those teams, was against Greensboro. So that's probably a little hint of spark why he got the opportunity to come here. But stay ready so you don't ever, never have to get ready. And that's the amazing part about Isaiah Thomas playing as a veteran. And when his number got called, you could argue, you know, he didn't really shoot very well from the floor or three, but his points did matter. He When he came into the game and he went his first bucket came into the second half, but it was, it was right at the time that we really needed it when Cleveland started to really double-teamed uh, Terry Rozier. LaMelo was still in foul trouble. Uh, he stepped in right away and knocked down two big threes for us. And the most thing that stood out to me was five rebounds. And you talked about him being an undersized guard. I mean, five rebounds and two steals. I mean, he was pretty much all over the place uh, with only just a limited amount of time. And I think it's at the right time because with the injuries that we do have, uh, we're still waiting on Gordon Hayward. We're still looking for James Booknight. We're still missing Jalen. We still need that another spark and a guy who can pretty much facilitate the offense when LaMelo Ball comes out of the game or is in foul trouble or situations where he's not and his shot is not going that night and JB can ride Isaiah Thomas's high hand. He's a veteran. He knows how to play. He's been in these big moments. He was actually the mentor to Terry Rozier. So I think he has a lot of a heavy influence in helping Terry Rozier to see him develop his game and kind of just be in his ear to, you know, make sure that he's working with them. And these guys are very familiar with each other along with Gordon Hayward. So I'm excited to see more Isaiah Thomas. I know it's a 10 day contract. I know it's like, you know, he's he's had several of those this season, but I hope this one can actually stick. And we're going to need him through this stretch of these games with San Antonio, with Brooklyn, with the Celtics. As we try to make these playoff push, push these are the teams that we're going to have to beat and we're possibly going to face in the playoffs. So we're going to need a guy like Isaiah Thomas on the floor for sure. It's interesting because as much as these guys feel like they are foreign teammates to Isaiah Thomas coming into this, you kind of rattled off a couple of names right there. He's already familiar with guys like Terry Rozier and Gordon Hayward. They played together in Boston. He even played with Mason Plumlee in Denver as well. So he already had a little bit of chemistry in there as well. And I say undersized point guard because, well, he's listed as 5'9", so he's about the average height of a normal human being, just undersized in the NBA with how tall everybody is. But here's what Terry Rozier had to say after the game yesterday about what Isaiah Thomas means to him because they're still really good friends to this day and that also had to play a factor in the reason that Isaiah Thomas came to Charlotte on his 10-day contract as well. Uh, it's huge. It's huge. I mean, it ain't just uh, what he doing the court. It's, it's, it's his leadership, him being a vet, his voice in the, in, the, in the huddles in the locker room, already making an impact. So it's just good for us to have guys like him around that have been around and been to the playoffs and know what it takes. So and then on the court, it's just it's night and day. I, I didn't watch IT two, three seasons, and it just never, never seemed to amaze me. That's what he could put the ball in the basket any type of way. Wes, this just popped in my head while I was hearing Terry Rozier say that, is this team at the trade deadline definitely improved with Montrez Harrell and also now getting Isaiah Thomas as well. I think the thing that goes under the radar a little bit is how much more of a veteran presence is on this team now. Of course, Montrez Harrell is still, you know, not even really in his prime yet, but he's still one of the older players on this roster age-wise. Of course, there's 
lose Gordon Hayward and Mason Plumley, and Terry Rozier has been handling that veteran presence as well. But now you got a guy like Isaiah Thomas. So there's just this wealth of knowledge to go around, especially in the backcourt now for guys like James Booknight, for guys like Lamella Ball. I think that's a really underrated aspect of this signing with Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, I know. Teams just always refer to us as the young and upcoming team. And it seemed like over the last recent transactions, we're now we're a balance between being a young and upcoming team, but then we also have some veteran leadership. I mean, a lot of these guys are not really that old, but these guys have pretty much have a lot of miles, and we want to get to the playoffs, right? And we want to be able to have guys who's, a, who's who's been in those positions and have that experience that they can pretty much push that to the people who've never been there. The Miles Bridges, P.J. Washington, Mellow Ball, Terry, Gordon, Isaiah, they've had their battles. They've been to the Eastern Conference Finals. They've also played alongside some of the great players on the Eastern Conference, such as LeBron James you know, taking it to them in the playoffs. So I'm pretty sure, you know, a lot of these guys are probably in high school or middle school watching these guys go to work when they were younger. So they can now bring that veteran leadership in, and they know what winning comes from. Montrez comes from a winning organization, not just playing with the Lakers, but also being a six-man with the Clippers. He's He's been in those positions before. Mason Plumlee coming not before Detroit, but playing with Denver, you know, almost having a, one of the best records in the NBA. So, these guys know what it's like to not only make the playoffs, but make deep runs in the playoffs. So they're going to be able to carry that experience and be able to spread that knowledge into the young guys. IT will have a few days off along with the rest of the Hornets to get a little bit more acclimated to the Queen City here. And he will be making his Hornets home debut on Saturday against the San Antonio Spurs. You can still get your tickets at Hornets.com for that one. That'll do it for this edition of the HHC. Wes Robinson, coordinator of social media, thank you once again for joining me here on today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast. Rob, it was always a pleasure. I love talking about great wins with the Hornets, and I would love to see all of our fans on Saturday as we take on the San Antonio Spurs. Let's keep this win rolling. And thanks to all of you for joining us today as well. Of course, because there are two days off before our next game, we'll have a little bit of a special edition of the Hornets Hivecast for you tomorrow. Sam Farber will have a sit-down with Hornets assistant coach and the head coach of the Hornets Summer League team this past season, Dutch Gately. That will be tomorrow here on the Hornets Hivecast. For Wes Robinson, I'm Rob Longo saying so long, and thank you for joining us today, and we'll see you tomorrow right here once again on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit hornets.com.